Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Startup Couches. On the couch today we have Zakeni, the very CEO of Siafunda, an edtech startup. He is also the CEO of Kelo in the same edtech space. Um, welcome, Zakeni. Nice to have you on the show. Uh, thank you for having me. All right, so we're going to just dive right into the questions. So the first question I have for you is, what does Siafunda do? And is there a relationship between Siafunda and Kelo? Mm. So Siafunda is a company that was uh, started in 2014 uh, with the goal of making mobile technology um, uh, basically more user-friendly, particularly when it comes to education. So part of the work we do is developing local uh, content, educational material in local languages, working with the best local teachers, but also working in distribution. Uh, so one of the the products that we've we, we've we've launched throughout South Africa has been the Siafunda Digital Libraries, um, and so essentially Siafunda is about creating access um, and and making sure that information and and resources are available, particularly when you're dealing with the rural and township environments where internet is a big issue. Um, so that's, oh, wow. that's essentially what, what Yafunda stands for. And um, so recently we created Kelo. Kelo is um, initially it started off as a Yafunda project, and then we decided just to, to roll it out as a separate organization. So it's a subsidiary under, under Yafunda. And Kelo is um, a, 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 a digital bookstore that we um hoping and that we are planning to have it actually make an impact in the publishing space making books accessible but also uh, opening up the industry to allow for more diversity and allow for more authors to be able to penetrate uh the space and be able to write books and get them distributed um much easier than what what we currently have oh wow that's actually really, really interesting. It seems you are very, very um, focused on the education space. That education means a lot to you. Um, can we hear about um, your motivations? Like, how did, how did, how did Siafunda start up? Like, what led to it? Can we hear a little about the founding story? So yeah, you're right. I mean, um, it, it's it's. I I I do have a passion to for potential, you know, to be able to help uh, move people from one point to another. Um, so, and I guess it, that's one way uh, education has been a, a big part of, of what I do and throughout my career. It's mostly been looking at either, you know, making information accessible so people can sort of be able to rise to their full potential. Or, yeah. you know, now with the care of course, you know, allowing for people to be able to to get their stories out and their voices out and whether you know by writing or by actually being able to access content that's relevant to them um so 
my own background, I guess what got me into this space in the first place was uh, I'm, I'm from South Africa in a township. So, you know, I've been to rural and township schools pretty much my whole life. And uh, on my last year of my last two years of high school, we didn't have a mess at all in our school. And so okay. I, I finished uh, with, with four distinctions. Um, oh, wow. Wow. Because of my, <laughs> yeah. So, but because of the low maths results that I got, I was not able to access university. I'm sure as you know, right, maths is pretty much a requirement because um, oh. I wanted to do become at the University of Cape Town. And okay. that was a really difficult moment for me. So, and a lot of uh, my peers, you know, once you, once you finish high school and you get that, those rejection letters, your, your options become very narrow. So a lot of the yeah. people I went to high school with ended up, you know, taking, you know, odd jobs here and there or, you know, joining the police force and stuff like that. Um, okay. I think I was just fortunate enough, I, I think, to be patient enough to say, let me actually go and upgrade my maths results. Um, so the following year after having completed high school, I went and I, 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 I registered in a finishing school. Uh, which is basically sort of like you get to rewrite uh, one subject or two subjects, whichever one that you yeah. Yeah. do. And so I did that the following year, and then I, I could, then I was able to get an A in maths, and then I was able to get accepted at the University of Cape Town. So oh, for me, true. yeah. So for me, I think I realized just how many of our people get lost in the trenches because of. Uh, gatekeeping subjects like maths and science, not necessarily due to their own work ethic, but due to the resources uh, that yeah. are not available. So, I mean, we have a huge issue in Africa where there's a shortage of maths uh, teachers, there's a shortage of resources, and so Siafunda was about 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 that because so we know. yeah, because as I mentioned, so one of the first things we did was find some of the best maths teachers in the country which are yeah. a few and, and develop video tutorials with them, but also doing that in local languages, which then yeah. meant that the learners who don't necessarily, you know, are, are not fluent in English are still able to to access the, the content and, and understand it. So contextually and language-wise, it was based on, you know, uh, a local context and local languages. And so that from there, makes a lot of sense. you know, it evolved, you know, you start something and then you realize that, oh, there's another barrier here. Um, so how do I fix that barrier? And then when you fix that, you realize, oh, but now there's also an issue with internet. So now we have all this amazing content, but people still don't have access to internet. So how do we fix that problem? And then you, you keep evolving like that, you know, and eventually I think that's what it's, it's led us to here where we, wow. we had to bring out Kelo because part of the issues we were facing was that a lot of our students had not been able to access books, uh, but also in high school, but also when they finish high school and they go to university, they work really hard and they get scholarships. But, you know, when they get to university, they still have an issue accessing material and books, partly because books are quite expensive and the book allowance yeah. fund doesn't necessarily cover those, their expenses. And so Very we want to find a way to do that. So, so a lot of it has just been, you know, you create one problem, then you it evolves, and then you create another one, and you keep going. Yeah, I think that's actually one of the most inspiring stories I've, I've heard um, of 
people finding a problem niche to um solve i think that's really really exciting how that has taken you know you far into this journey i don't know if this is something you envisage from day one right um last no. year you raised yeah 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 not really uh i think if i were to look back at the time when i actually started tiafunda and in terms of what we've been able to do now and where we are i never would have actually imagined it um it really honestly initially became was just about creating video material that's what it was and i remember i think when i was conceptualizing it i I wanted to call it i learned um because it was primarily based on uh looking at you know the some of the tv programs that provided video material they would only air during the day when everyone is at school and they're only answering questions so it was really limited in terms of yeah, yeah. the students who don't have the, the telephone or air time to be able to call in the studio and ask questions but also what about the students who don't have a teacher at all who, you know who don't have any questions because they don't know what they don't know and so for me yeah. it started off just you know putting the flexibility back in the hands of a learner and allowing them to be able to say even in a space where i don't have a teacher do i have a fully you know fledged resource that i can be able to use and I'm and so sure. yeah so it was just about starting and then just one thing led to another and everything evolved into what it is now but yeah i, I it was not initially planned out in terms of how it was going to get to 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 this place and and I, we did you know even as a as a as an organization and we find that a lot with entrepreneurs especially in our context which is african is that when we start our, our organizations or our companies we normally just trying to solve a problem we don't necessarily yeah. think of it we're not at that time when we're starting thinking of it as a business so as a result um we don't really put too much attention on what kind of structures whether corporate governance or um or, or you know um or financial structures do we need to put in place even when it comes yeah. to deciding what entities to register you know we don't really put much thought into that and so yeah. because it's really just about creating a solution and then once you now you have this solution and now you want to scale it then it becomes an issue because now you need to raise funds and then now you have to sort of start thinking about those things and usually you find that the route that you took in the beginning is preventing you from going another direction and so you have to do a lot of restructuring at a later stage yeah um yeah. so yeah. so it was the same thing with us you know we started on that journey where it was just about creating a, a solution and we never really put much thought into the organization and the growth and overall and two years down the line when the product was you know working now we had to really think about what kind of organization we want to create and where do we want it to go and everything sort of evolved from there yeah 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 i could hear that i think that's actually um something that um a lot of businesses or startups i'll say in africa have in common right but then i think the whole point is that a strong problem is being solved and a solution catalyzes to that problem and everyone i think we figured out within the journey which is amazing um so last year you raised 840,000 um to scale processes to match demands how has that helped you you know with execution speed at safunda um what would you say that has propelled in the whole journey in the whole process um so 
it, it has it has helped us in a way that the there, there were a few things that we wanted to do, right? Uh, one of it was creating Kello. Um, so it's been a vision and an idea that I've had, I think, for three years now. Um, and But we just didn't have the resources to be able to execute it. Um, okay. So so the, the, the funding came in at the time when, um, you know, we... we if we were looking at what the next step is and, and how do we go about, you know, looking at covering the normal operations and the growth of one organization versus creating an entirely new product. And in our case, we wanted to create a new product. And so obviously, for in order to do that, you need a, a bit of a, a huge cash injection. And and that's when we yeah. started to, to raise. It was simultaneously to look at scaling our, our organization in order for us to do that. We needed to, you know, develop uh, better management systems in terms of our data processing and data visualization, particularly looking at the data we're collecting from all our school um, and yeah. making it easier for us to, to manage uh, remotely all these schools instead of, you know, having people on the ground. So it was about shortening the, you know, the life cycle, the value chain and the cost of managing things manually, but at the same time, creating yeah. a new product they'll propel us to the next yeah and optimizing yeah so and so it, it really helped but also it came in at the perfect time because i think we got the funding in, in december 2020 and then yeah. um 2020 uh no sorry yeah december december 2019 actually so and we literally had three months and then covid hit and everything was shut down uh so oh, you yeah. can imagine yeah, cash flow wise, uh, it was just perfect timing because, um, you know, during that whole year of 2020, we couldn't really do much because schools were closed, everything was closed. We couldn't really execute any of our projects, which meant that revenue yeah. kind of dried up. And so yeah. it would have, if we didn't have the funding to be able to focus on the team on building uh, Kello and building the systems we probably would not be where we are now. So I think that funding actually came in at the perfect time because it allowed us during that time to say, okay, so we can't operate right now. We can't generate revenue. So let's get the whole team focused on building. Everything that we've wanted to build, let's just use this period to build it now. And so yeah. by the time COVID ended, we were actually in a much better position than we were before. Because you know now okay. we had a team that was no longer operational in the field, uh, and that could entirely More focus likely, on new most... development, get systems upgrade, and all of that. So, 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 yeah, it, it really helped us uh, be able to come out of COVID better, but also be able to execute some of the visions and the ideas that we had. Yeah, that's actually really um, amazing how. Um, COVID has helped with really, really focusing on optimizing processes and making things even more lean. That's actually really, really a, a good lesson for you know other businesses that are listening. Um, my next question is: in in how many other markets does the Siafunda product currently operating? Um, are you just operational in South Africa, or are you in other markets? Uh, currently, it is only in South Africa, but part of the reason we uh, we wanted to build this remote management system was to start expanding outside of South Africa. 
So we we, we okay. did have plans to move into Namibia, Botswana. Um, okay. And 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 yeah. So and and but and Swaziland. And so yeah. But okay. then, as you know, COVID also restricted travel and all of that. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I see how up, that worked again. Yeah. So it did kind of set, set us back a little bit, but. Uh, I mean, we are this year looking at exploring that further and sort of taking up those conversations again since things are now starting to slowly open up o- over the year. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely an interest and intent in expanding, but also not just with Yafunda, uh, but also looking at Kelo because Kelo, unlike Yafunda, which is hardware based and software based and has a lot of operational aspects to it. Kelo is very scalable yeah. because it's basically an online platform. Uh, it's an online yeah. bookstore. So it allows for any author, you know, whether in South Africa or Kenya or Ghana to be able to upload their book. And so uh, it doesn't really, you know, it's not as operationally heavy as, as Funda is. So we are actually anticipating that Kelo is going to be a much faster routes to expand outside of South Africa than 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 Safunda is largely due to its its nature and, and its composition. Okay. That's actually a good um I would say plan or assumption. Um so um the next two questions I have are more personal. So what's an interesting insight you have found in the ed tech space that people like myself don't you know, easily realize. I'm sorry? Can you repeat that? Um, I was asking, what is an interesting insight you have found in the ed tech space that ordinary people like myself do not easily realize? Uh, it's, uh, it's a very complex space to operate in. Uh, it's... Um, so... Unlike most most businesses, right? You you sort of there are so many different aspects and so many. It, it's a it's a multifaceted industry where you know you could have your product and have everything uh, you know covered on you. Uh, but because um, you know the education space relies heavily on on government, community, the learners themselves, attitudes, um, social economic conditions, logistics. Um, yeah. And so, no matter how amazing your product is, you have to understand that you're operating in a, a much broader community. And so, being able yeah. to build and, and, and manage and respect relationships, um, because the truth is, you when I need them, you know, it's it's key. Um, we've we've come across a lot of organizations with amazing products, but they just struggle maybe to build relationships with principals. Or they struggle to build yeah. relationships with the, with, you know, with the district uh, officials, which means that no matter how yeah. amazing your product is, until you get that buy-in, nothing is going to happen. And so, being able yeah. to navigate the spaces, uh, in the space that beyond your products, you have to accept that you're part of a larger community, and and be able yeah. to sort of understand the politics and the structures in which you operate becomes fundamental in whether you make it or not, in whether you, you know, you survive or not, or you're barely even able to actually implement, you know. So, uh, so yeah, that, that that is one of the main lessons, I think, that that, yeah. that we had to learn yeah. the hard way is that 
you just you have to build relationships in this space and and yeah. it's 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 one that you have to think much broader about because it's going to take one small thing that you didn't anticipate to basically you know bring everything yeah. have everything crashing down but also all these different spaces have different politics of course and different structures and different protocols you know if you're coming from the private sector space and as an as a you know as a startup as an entrepreneur you're usually very agile very quick and very innovative you know and as much as you have a solution and you're trying to implement that in the education space you know government works very differently <laughs> a lot of the time um yeah so, that's another thing exactly <laughs> so you're finding that um now you have to sort of work in their pace at their time and understanding what their context is so it takes a lot of patience uh, it takes a lot of understanding and empathy and and really learning uh you know what are their needs and how do you solve their problems um so so yeah so i would say that that is the main thing is that you know yes go into the space develop a product obviously with the end goal to help the students but have a broader understanding of the entire value chain and that value chain includes the parents it includes the districts the the policy makers it includes the principals and the school leaderships um sometimes even you know um community leadership structures that you have to take into account and be able to win those people over for you just to be able to implement so it requires a lot of tact and a lot of patience and a lot of understanding and and building relationships with people yeah so i think your answer is actually really succinct because um what i hear you say is that it takes a community to be able to um achieve siafunda's success right and then everyone every stakeholder at every single point um you need to be able to empathize fully with where they are what they bring to be able to work with them and i think that's really really important so the importance of um um community the importance of um um relationships with people and the importance of patience which comes from a point or a place of empathy and i think those are really 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 valuable lessons right and on this note i would like to say thank you so much zakeni for coming and staying on the couch today and and you know sharing your story and sharing the insights and the impact that um this products that you are building uh is impacting our communities our society so I want to say thank you so much um we also want to you know speak to all the people that are listening in you know today's podcast if you um are in any management position in any school um siafunda is a wonderful product that you could use to accelerate the learning um rates the rates of learning the rates of um, assimilation for students in your school in your in your in your small private school in your public school siafunda is a product that you must have you know in your school so make sure that you get in contact and make sure that you adopt this product because it is really really amazing and you should try it out yourself and see you know the wonders of it so I want to you know say thank you so much sakeni for you know being on the couch and to everyone listening we want to say relax um sit back subscribe and you know keep coming back and watching as you know that every week we sit on the couch with um 
builders and innovators like Zakeni who are solving big problems in our community and in our societies today um, and talking about their journey, giving you an insight um, to what it is, you know, what it means to build solutions at scale at this point. So um, I want to say thank you so much, Zakeni. And I want to say, um, guys, see you next week on the couch. Thank you. Awesome. No, thank you for having me.